Welcome to Words That Inspire with Dr. Janice Monroe's Modest, speaker, inspirational coach, and author of Refocus 21, a 21-day fasting journal. Good evening and welcome to Words That Inspire. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to believe bigger using the word. So if you may have given up on your dreams or you feel that you can use a little bit more inspiration or motivation to get that task completed, stay tuned tonight because I'll be giving you some inspired words about how to believe bigger using God's word. Tonight, we're going to get started talking about the basic um, beginning, of course, which is what's in God's word? Why do we need God's word? And how is it that God's word can help me to believe bigger? How can God's word motivate me? Well, we know that the, the uh, scripture t- reminds us that God's word is the inspired word of God, which means it's God breathe. And um, even though God's word is a spiritual book, and he's saying that his word is his breath, uh, we also know that it's also a historical book. We see that a lot of historical um, things that happened, we, we can look at other historical uh, books as well, and we can see that it's factual, um, People can, you know, you take trips and you can see where Jericho was. That was an amazing trip for me when I was able to go and see where Jericho, the city Jericho was um, when I went to Israel. And you can go back and see where Yeshua was born, the house he grew up in. Uh, We went to Mary Magdalene's home. We got to see uh, how she had a synagogue in her home. I was able to sit uh, inside Mary Magdalene's home and those were all archaeologically tested sites. Um, It was not, the archaeologists won't necessarily Christian um, archaeologists, etc. It's just historically speaking. And so what God's word does, what makes it so amazing is that it does, it shows us that we being a physical being, we still have a spiritual component to us. And so when we look at God's word, he gives us all these stories and all these accounts so that we can get to see his character through the lives of those who believed in him. But we also get to see the character uh, through the lives of those who may not have believed in God. And we see throughout the scripture that for those who believed in God, we see that God was able to do amazing things for them and through them. And so even though they may have made mistakes along the way, which is just another amazing thing about God, is that even though we're not perfect, he always takes those who uh, may not be perfect. He uses those who may not have been in ideal situations. He uses those with a messy past. Let's just look at Abraham, for example, and Sarah uh, with their drama they had with Haggai or Hagar, sorry. Um, and all those things with Cain, uh, how he slew his brother Abel. And just, the Bible is just full of human humanity, right? And But through all of that, God has given us his word. And he's reminding us constantly that, listen, 
I have given you my word. And in uh, Joshua 1 and 8, it reminds us that um, the same thing with the word. Joshua knew this. He says, if you meditate on God's word day and night, you will have success. Now, did Joshua have success? Absolutely. He even said he was 80 years old. He did not yet attain to the promise God had told him because God told him, listen, you're going to cross over to the other side and you're going to go to the promised land. Joshua, he was 80 and he said, listen, I'm 80 and I'm just as strong as when I left 40 years ago um, as you know, from, from Egypt. I am still strong and I am still going forward. So whether you're 8, 18 or 80, this word is for you tonight that God's word is sure. God's word will come to pass. Whatever he promised you is going to come to pass. And um, how do we believe bigger for what it is that he has despite our current situation? So that's what we're going to be delving in with today. Um, I hope you would uh, stay tuned, get comfortable, try to wrap up what you're doing so you can sit down for this moment and focus in on God's promise to you. I know there are a million things to do. We may be busy and going forward, but you want to be busy moving forward in the direction of your dream. You want to be uh, busy moving forward, doing what God has called you to do, doing what you are destined to do. And that's not to say that the little things that you do may not be uh, leading you in that path, but you have to stand still long enough to figure out, listen, am I on the right path? Um, you have to be able to be honest with yourself. Do I need some motivation for me to drink more water? Um, do some more exercising so I can take a better, better care of myself. Do I need to change my schedule a little bit uh, to take time for self-care, take time uh, to just rest, relax, and do nothing for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or an hour, depending on the season of life that you're in. And so tonight is a time for you, um, and hopefully you would take this time um, for you to tune in not just tune into me, you know, because you're listening to me now. I want you to tune into your inner spirit. Tune into what's uh, happening inside of you, what you're hearing as we go through. Um, tune in to even know some of us have tuned out our dreams. The things that we so much wanted and so much desired because life came at us so fast and furious. We've tuned out the, the voice our inner voice that's saying to go this way. We know that um, God said, you would hear a voice saying, this is the way walking it. That's in Isaiah, right? He says, you will hear, you will hear a voice saying, this is the way walking it. That's the same scripture that says, um, I will teach you how to profit and I will lead you in the way you would go. So all throughout scripture, there's a different ways God said it and to different people to whom he said it. But his word is the same we could see his character throughout that he is faithful to his word and so i want to encourage us tonight to um, not just tune in to me but tune in to god's spirit inside of you that is uh, going to lead you into believing bigger because we know in the end believing god for bigger 
will allow him to showcase his glory through you. And that's another amazing thing about God, right? He wants to use you to showcase his glory. And so, yes, I'm talking to you. So God wants to uh, work through you. And as I said, when we look throughout scripture, the people who he worked through was just those who believed, not those who were perfect, not those who had arrived, those who were humble enough to allow God to work through them. Those who had the faith to believe that what God said in his word was sure and it was true and that it would come to pass. So those who were crazy enough to believe in the, the God, the creator of heaven and earth, for them to believe him and to believe that he can use them. I know that's the amazing thing, right? So imagine that uh, the God of the universe, he made the flowers, he made the trees, he made the birds, he made the ocean, and then he made you. And he said, after he made mankind, he said, it's good. It's very good. Because he, you know, he made everything. And then, you know, it says, he, God said it was good. And then when he made us, he said it was very good. Uh, so we know that he's saying, wow, you know, these creatures are absolutely um, going to allow me to show my glory through them. And I am so excited that God has chosen me. And I'm so excited that God has chosen you tonight so that you could tune in so his word can penetrate through you and so that you can revive those dreams that you had so that you could believe bigger for what God has uh, for you. Uh, and you may be saying, man, I'm barely making it doing what I'm doing right now. And you want me to believe bigger? You know what? It's just so amazing that Whenever you go into God's presence and you spend time with God, your mindset shifts. You, you cannot be in the presence of God and be seated in the heavenlies and see things with the same point of view. You're going to see things at a bigger scale. It doesn't mean that it's, it's going to be more work for you. It's just going to mean that, as we're going to talk about later, is that you're going to be able to believe God to do different things. You go, So therefore, you're going to ask God to do even more. And then it's not going to be only about you. Because just like when you're little and you ask um, for something, uh, and your mom's, you know, you, you trust your parents, and you, you know, you might ask for a lollipop, um, then... When you're 10, you might ask for a particular game, a more expensive game than you would have asked for when you were seven. Maybe you asked for a puzzle. Now you're asking for a switch. Um, and then when you turn 16, now you're asking for a car. Um, then you're, at that time, you have probably more responsibilities. You have soccer games to go to or what have you. And then you maybe after that, you know, as you go up, your, your asking gets bigger because your responsibilities gets bigger. So when you're 25, you might be asking for an apartment. But then when you're 30, you might be asking for a home because now you have other responsibilities. You may have children you, and you may need to have them at a, um, you know, a good school district or, or, um, or, or what have you. And you need to you know, get around better. You need more rooms. So you see the ask kind of shifts as you become more mature and so when you become more mature in Christ your ask changes because now you're seeing beyond just yourself so before you were believing for um, 
a motorcycle. Now you're believing for a minivan because you have five kids. <laughs> I'm saying that from experience. I've had five kids and I've had to have a minivan, but my kids are older now, so I could finally back go down down scale to a smaller car. Finally, I'm so excited about that. Um, but as your responsibilities change, so does your ask. And so as we go further, God wants us to believe bigger because he wants to do more through us. He's trusting you. He's entrusted you with a lot. And now he says to who much is given, um, much is expected, right? So he's expecting more. So we have to ask for more. So before we would be saying, okay, we, you make 30,000 a year. That's enough for me. Uh, if you're single and then when you have kids now, all of a sudden you may say, woof, you know, this can't feed, you know, three children and take care of this mortgage, etc. And then as you go through, the same thing applies. Now God gave you um, a mission and a vision and he wants you now to go out and start a business or start a ministry. He wants you to minister to the homeless or he wants you to build a, a, a preschool or he wants you to build um, a facility for those who have mental health needs. It does, whatever it is, he wants you to open a restaurant. Now you used to feed only, um, you know, a few people. Now he wants you to expand because he wants you to reach more people because that's what we're here for, right? Jesus says the greatest among you are servants. We're here for each other. And so as we mature, we get to act bigger because we have bigger things that God expects us to do. In other words, God wants us to reach more. We want to, we got to reach more people. We got to reach more souls for God's kingdom. And so he wants us to start believing for more. And so you may be comfortable and complacent. And so if you are at a place where, you know, your, your life goes in seasons, of course. So some of us are a season where we have small children and you, you can't really leave the home, but that may be your season of learning. Uh, you may be able to believe for, for greater things then. Cause I know at the one point when my children were at home, I was still able to um, go to school online and didn't, didn't stop the the progress because I wanted to always be learning lifetime learning. Um, so you always got to believe bigger <laughs> in any season. And so I don't want to tell you what to believe for, but I want you to know that whatever you're going to believe for God's word is going to help you believe bigger. And that's the main thing that I want for you to be able to receive tonight is that God's word, we know, it says, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it says that his word is a two-edged sword. So it's alive. And so we know that it is um, a spirit because we know also that God is, God says that, um, scripture says that God is a spirit and those who worship him have to worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we always go for the unseen. It's something that we can't see. <clears throat> So we know that, you know, we can't see God, but we know he's there. Just like we can't see the wind, but we know, we know it's there. And so we want to go to God's word so we can believe bigger. And then we can see all these lovely examples that we could follow. And so what exactly is in God's word? Besides, I said, you know, you got some history, you have stories, but most importantly, in God's word is his plan. 
So God has a plan for humanity, but he also has a plan for you in particular, you, you specifically you. And so we like to use the example he used for uh, Jeremiah where he says, because he gave Jeremiah a big plan and he had to remind Jeremiah about this. So if God has given you a big dream, he wants to remind you of something. He wants you to, to remind you that, like Jeremiah 29, 11, that the plans he have for you is a holistic plan. It's a plan of peace, meaning shalom, right? Of wholeness, um, of prosperity, of wellness, etc. But he also wanted us to know that the end is hope. He wants you to know that the the end is is that dream he's given you, is that um, promise he's given you, and so. He gave Jeremiah a promise and he said, listen, I'm going to send you before kings. You're going to be, you're going to have to go speak to kings. And that was his mission. He was a prophet, but he wasn't just sent to, you know, just to regular people. God wanted him to go to kings. And Jeremiah was like, listen, I, I'm young. I don't think you want to choose me to go speak to kings. And I was like, yep, that's what I've chosen you for. So and God had to preface it and tell him, listen, I got a plan. You're going to have to trust my plan. All right. Um, you, my plan, you follow my plan. You will have, you will absolutely have um, the, the wholeness, the prosperity, the wellness, everything that you need. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. So we know throughout, and you read the scripture of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was, um, <laughs> you guess you call him a mess, right? Because one day, he would, he would be like, oh my gosh, you could just take my life. And then the next day he'd be hopeful. Uh, but as I said in the beginning, God don't look for, per for, perfect, for perfection. He just looks for a willing heart. And so even though Jeremiah had a tough time throughout believing God through the whole process, he stuck with God. And we know that at the end, he, Jeremiah was able to see what God really said. He was able to live to see God's promise manifest in his life. And so if you would like to see God's promise manifest in your life, stick with him, stick with God's word. It is surely, surely uh, going to come to pass whatever God has promised you. Okay. And so today I want to build your confidence in God's word, because if you're confident in God's word, what God says to you, you will be so bold. You will be so confident. People don't look at you like, man, she got a lot of confidence. Um, she's really believing what she is um, about to do. And you would know it's, you know what? It's not me. It's just that I'm confident in God's word. If God says something, he, nothing could stand in his way. And one of the verses that I love to, um, to, to recall every time I feel as if, man, I don't know if I can, if I can do this, if this plan is really going to work. I remember Isaiah 51. 511 and you can write that down what God says my word will not return void it will establish what it set out to do and you need to if you are believing God for something big you're gonna need to write that down and you're gonna need to look at it frequently Isaiah 55 11 God's word is powerful remember in the beginning when he created the heaven and the earth what did he use his word he says let there be light. He sent his word out. And when God sent his word out, we see that things had to get in line with what he spoke. 
trees just started being formed animals were everything just came into being beautiful flowers just had to spring up at the sound of his voice that's how powerful god's voice is and god is saying that his word will not return void and this is the same creator of the heaven and the earth and the universe the galaxies and all of that you know he's letting us know that when i say something it will come to pass <laughs> that's a fancy way of saying um or i should say a simple way of saying something that he said in the king james version about his word will not return void it will establish what is set out to do which means whatever is set out to do is going to be successful so imagine putting god's word on your dreams man it has to come to pass all right so don't take my word for it let's look at some examples of people who took god's word for it and i know you have some of your own testimony that you would like to share with people about how god came through for you and you know it was god because there's no other explanation and it says here um god's in uh, psalms 138:2 as well it says his word is above his very name which means you know how people go back and forth about you know how do you pronounce god's name is jehovah some say jehovah uh it doesn't matter um to god as much because you know there's people say his name in many different languages anyways um but he says his word for him his word is above his very name so he takes his word so seriously so when god tells you something he is a god of his word whatever he says that's what it's going to be and we would treat his word differently if we really understood that we would use God's word as a mighty weapon in our arsenal if we understood the magnitude of what he's trying to say. So he created this, this book. His whole word is in this book. But we know that this same book tells us that God has now placed his word in our hearts. We who are Abraham's seeds and heirs according to his promise, according to Galatians 3 and verse 28. Um, so God's word is in our heart as well. And so we can speak out God's word um, and we can read God's word. But nonetheless, we know that his word is his spirit. And so God's spirit in us is mighty. As we speak out his word, uh, we know the force in which his word goes out. There's a force. <laughs> um, there's a book by Charles Cap, Charles Capps that says, um, the tongue a creative force i read that book over 20 years ago and that that was a life-changing book made me realize the power that i have in my tongue the power that my words um exude and propels the things that come through um so that that was a great book it's called the tongue a creative force you, i'm pretty sure you can find it on amazon uh, but nonetheless when god talks about my word will not return void it's basically telling me and reminding me, and I guess it's reminding you to tell me if it reminds you of this. It reminds me that nothing will get in the way of God's word. Not just that, nothing will get in the way of God's word. Nothing can get in the way of God's word. So God is saying, listen, when my word comes out, that's it. It's going to come to pass. Now, what if we take God's word and we say it by faith? 
into our mouths and we say it out with faith, just imagine the power that comes through that. And so tonight, as we're talking about how to believe bigger using God's word, I want us to really remember that it doesn't matter your current position. Whatever position you may find yourself in, God's word could shift you from that position to the next level in an instant. I want to give you an example because you're going to think you think I'm making this up. So let's jump into God's word. It says um, the story I like to think about is David who was a shepherd. And I like to use that example because it goes from one extreme to the next. So David was a shepherd and we know he went from a shepherd to being a king. That's a big jump. (laughs) But what about David that allowed God to use David to go from a shepherd to a king? And we don't have to wonder too much because we see that the Psalms are written right here that David wrote and we see David's mindset right here in front of us for for us to be able to um, relate to and to kind of compare. So David was a shepherd and he used to say things like, God is my shepherd. I have no need. So he knew that even as he was a shepherd, everything that his sheep needed, he was able to give it. He would do anything because he was a good shepherd. He would do anything that the sheep needed. And so just like that, he was able to make that comparison. I say, huh, God is a good shepherd. He cares for his sheep. And they're not going to lack for anything because David knew that he would give anything to his sheep. Just like you are a good parent. You would give anything for your children. God is a good father. He would give anything for you. And so with, with that mindset, it allows the atmosphere and the environment for us to believe bigger. So David started to believe bigger as he saw God in that light. And so when it came time for Israel to get a king, who did God choose? He went and chose David of all people. David a shepherd, you know. So when I say it doesn't matter about your position, That's what I'm talking about. So God took David from being a shepherd and put him up to a king because the little victories prepare you for the bigger victories. So as we're talking about how to believe bigger, you believe bigger by starting where you are. Believe for the small things. Believe for food on your table. And then next thing you know, you're believing for a restaurant, you know? That's just how God just moves us from one place to the next when we just learn how to believe on him and take him at his word that he is indeed um, the God that he says he is. And then as as we go through, we know David's enemies out being a shepherd, his enemies was, was lions and bears and those types of things. And he got victory over them. Because he always called on his God with his little sling. So when it come time to believe for the bigger victory, there was nothing for David because the same God who he knew delivered him from the bear. That's what he that was his account of the story. 
uh, is the same God he knew could deliver him from Goliath when it came time to fight a giant. So you may be facing a giant in your life today. And believe it, the same God who got you out of the smaller situation is the same God who's going to get you out of the bigger situation. Because remember, nothing can get in the way of God's word. If God's word tells you that you are healed, you're going to hold on to God's word, you're going to keep speaking God's word, and you're going to keep believing uh, God's word despite what you see with your eyes. I think right there is where I want to recount what Jesus told Thomas because Thomas doubted. And I know some of you may be doubting because you say, man, I tried this before and I'm still struggling. You know what uh, Jesus told Thomas in John 20, 29, he says, blessed are those who have not seen and still believe. So even though you haven't seen it manifest yet and you have been waiting, I want to encourage you to keep believing. God is faithful. Just keep believing him. Another example we see is um, uh, we had we had David. Um, I like Daniel's example as well. And so with Daniel, we know that they, he was not just an immigrant because, you know, sometimes we say um, the person that was an immigrant and they came to a new country and they did well, which is fine. But he wasn't a voluntary immigrant. So that's different. So he was forcibly brought over. Uh, to Babylon and he didn't even know that he had to learn a new language they had their own a different God from the God of the the universe they had some made-up God that they have an image of um, and that they worship this God at one point they, um, they wanted to worship Nebuchadnezzar instead of even worshiping whichever God that they had they had come up with and so that's where Daniel found himself so he could have easily um, given up on any dream or any hope he had of having a great life because of, of that situation. However, he still were at, in the position that he found himself. He kept believing God. And every situation that he found himself in and he put God first and then he kept believing God, he got promotion after promotion after promotion. He was getting promoted so quickly that his um, co-workers or his colleagues got jealous of him and wanted to set him up, uh, get him in trouble because they couldn't understand the grace of God on his life. So sometimes you may have, um, you may have a grace on your life and you may be in a position and people, people are thinking, man, she don't deserve that position. Why is she in that position? You know, there's always going to be haters and you're like, why are they bothering me? Just, just let me live. <laughs> But instead of letting you live and enjoy your job, you just have these people who just out to get you. You're like, what in the world? So when things like that happen, uh, Daniel knew to call on his God. God, Daniel just kept praying. He's like, y'all, y'all tripping over there. I'm going to keep praying. I'm believing in my God. And uh, Daniel, the story of Daniel really helped me because at one point I found myself, um, I, I work in a similar position. I had just gotten a promotion and I was in this, um, in this position where I guess people thought they would be able to do it better than I could. And like Daniel, oh my gosh, you know, people started uh, making up lies. 
um, complaining falsely and all kinds of madness. And so through that, through all that time, you know, I just have my scriptures around my desk and I'm just speaking God's word constantly have it posted up. I even had different posties with scriptures for different weeks that I would use. And I just kept, kept working, didn't pay them any mind. And I also remember my dad always said, when people do anything, he would always remind us never to take revenge. Uh, he always said, and I could just hear it clearly like, like it was today. He said, just ask for long life. He's just saying that you're going to see the end. Just ask for life so that you can watch and see. <laughs> so Daniel was able to watch and see what God, whatever God had to do to set him free. Because what, whenever people or situations have you bound and you go to God, you know God's going to deliver you. You don't know how, but your job is to watch and see. And so if I were anybody and I know that somebody is a God-fearing person, I surely won't be messing with them. <laughs> there are too many examples in the Bible of people who God had to come through for. So please don't let anyone have to come, have to go to God on behalf of you because you are making their life hard. You don't want to be on the opposite end of that because remember God's word says, whatever God say, said his word's going to do, it's going to do. And his word says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. So make sure you sow in kindness. Make sure you, you, you're sowing harmony. Um, make sure you're sowing goodness. Make sure you know that uh, whatever you're sowing, that's what you're going to reap. So make sure you're sowing support. Make sure you're sowing encouragement to others who have goals and dreams. Make sure that you are there for them because when it comes time for you, that's what's going to come back to you because the world is round. What goes around comes around. So you always want to sow goodness and kindness. And I've always told my kids that even when they uh, are fussing with each other, keep reminding them, you know, whatever you say to that person is going to come back to you. So you better say good words. If you want wisdom to come back to you, you better don't call them dumb. You better call them wise because you don't want... <laughs> stupidity to come to you right um so god's word is practical and i try to make it as practical as possible to my to my um own children and to whoever that i i speak with uh because i don't want us to believe that god's word is like old-fashioned and it's not there for us and we can't use it no god's word is for today god's word is for you for now for your situation and so I want to encourage you to use God's word in your current situation. And that's just um, the, the problem that I see a lot, even as an inspirational coach, my job is to encourage people to do great things, to do more, um, help them to you know, find the purpose and the, God's plan. Um, but uh, through it all, if, if God can't get you to believe him, I mean, he can't, his plan is big. His, his plan is grand. And so all your ducks got to kind of be in the, in, in a row. Right. And I can't sit here and tell you to believe for, for bigger. And then you out there sowing discord because it doesn't work that way. If whatever you sow, you, you're going to reap. So don't, don't let people or situations get in your way of seeing God do great things in your life.
you want to make sure that you are on the plan that God has for you. You don't want to deviate. Even though you do, God is gracious. He's going to get you back on, but it's going to be longer and harder. So you want to be on that plan and take time to listen and tune in to the to your to that inner voice so you can hear because he says you're going to hear a voice and it's not going to be loud in the busyness you're going to have to slow down you're going to have to take time quiet time each day and spend in um and spend in in god's word and make sure you stay till the end because i'll tell you about a resource that i have that's going to help you to stay in god's word to expand your belief so that you can believe bigger for what it is God has for you. And so you're going to start where you are, right where you are today, but you're not going, that's not where you're going to end. That's not the destination. And so as we go through uh, talking about that destination, uh, we want to have the right mindset, right? We don't want simple things to trip us up. Like Dave, like going back to the story about David, when David said, God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. We know that David had enemies. (laughs) So that shows us it's not always easy. People are going to show up. Like even like I was talking about, they did at my work. But how God came through was just amazing. Um, One week, I just happened to read Daniel. And I read about Daniel's friends who were plotting against him. And I was like, wait, I think that's the situation. I'm, I think I'm finding myself in that situation. And then the next week I got confirmation about what was going on. And then, um, and then I got notice of a major takedown that happened at work that had nothing to do with me. Person got fired and all of that row, row that went on and that had nothing to do with me. God just coolly took care of that, of whatever cool attempt was <laughs> was happening and um from that situation i live to see god give me another promotion and if that situation didn't happen before it would not have set me up for this next promotion so it's so funny how god had just worked that whole situation out for me i could tell you more about this another time but for time's sake um, i was just excited to see how just just watching and see just look and see just ask God for long life and you're going to see and um, I absolutely was able to see and so whatever you're going through on your journey to your the place that God has for you and it's a daily walk um, and successes are every day so you don't want to wait till you see the big thing to rejoice and be grateful you want to be grateful right now right where you are in your current position you don't want to wait until you get that promotion or until you get that raise for you to be happy and content and joyful you want to be happy content and joyful right now with what you have because the little victories the little thanksgiving uh, the little celebrations that you have is going to lead you to the bigger ones so if you're not satisfied and content with ten dollars when you get to a hundred, then you're going to be thinking about a thousand. You're not going to think about this is, you know, I, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm content. I'm happy. Be content, be happy. And those, the next step will come, but don't wait for those 
all those little steps because you, you have to enjoy the journey. And the journey is called life. And David, as a shepherd, he did. He wasn't singing the same song that Lion King sang about, I just can't wait to be king. He was content singing to the Lord, having his grand time, writing his psalms, talking about, you know, his enemies. <laughs> and then when, his, when a big enemy came named Goliath, we know what happened. David said, you don't even have a covenant with God. Uh, so listen to what's going to happen to you. Because David knew that God's word was bond. He knew that God had a covenant with him. And we know that God have a covenant with us as Galatians 3.29 states. So wanted to um, just remind us of that so we could be mindful of, of all those things. So build up a big confidence using God's word. Build up your inner confidence in God's word. Because by building up your inner confidence in God's word, you'll be able to believe for bigger and then you'll be able to see bigger. And so once David was able to uh, build his confidence up enough, he was able to believe God when the time came that he could indeed be a king. And he was a great king, one of the greatest kings ever because how many years passed, millennials, and we're still talking about about him, still able to see um, his home. So um, just you as well, where you started from is not where you are and that's not that's not the end because once you have God's breath inside of you, we know that God wants to do greater for you. And so I want to leave you with that about the word. How do you believe bigger? The only way you can believe bigger is to believe God at his word. Whatever he say that he's going to do with you, he says nothing will get in the way of his word. Everything he says, he says, if you say God's word, it will not return void. It will accomplish everything it set out to do. And so as promised, I said I was going to offer a great resource. That resource is called, um, it's a color journal um, and it has affirmations in it so that if you want to have quiet times, uh, set aside maybe 15 minutes. If you only have five minutes, that's fine. Um, this color journal has affirmations in there that reminds you, gives you God's word to help you to believe bigger for whatever he has for you. And I put it in a form that would kind of force you, or I should say, encourage you to take time. So it's a color journal. You would color the beautiful flowers or whatever images is on there uh, while you are saying, um, God's word that you're believing God that I am a success you know you're believing God that I am whole that I am healthy um, but it's just one affirmation a day as you color and then there's a section for journaling just like uh, David was a shepherd and he always wrote how grateful he was to God and um, he just wrote his expectations from God and those all helped him to believe bigger so if you want to believe bigger and you can't find the time to do it um, or you just may want something that you can kind of walk around with or something for your morning, help out with your morning devotions, that might be a simple solutions, I, solution. I have more, but I only have time to share one of those. So um, you can always get it on um, Amazon. Just type in my name, uh, Dr. Janice 
Modeste, M-O-D-E-S-T-E, and Janice is spelled J-A-N-I-S, and it's called uh, Believe Bigger Color Journal. So if you if you can't um, uh, spell my name, you could remember Believe Bigger, right? So <laughs> you can always um, get your copy at Amazon. All right, and so that's it for today. Um, when I talk to you next time, we're going to talk about uh, believe in bigger, but we're going to talk about this time how to ask big because when you believe bigger, your ask increases and we want to know how do we ask God for bigger and uh, what does that look like? What does that create? So we're going to be talking about that um, uh, next time. So we're going to be talking about your ask. That's going to be fun. All right. So I will see you again next time. Until then, I want you to keep believing bigger because God has greater for you. Thank you for joining us tonight for Words That Inspire. You have been listening to your inspirational coach, Dr. Janice Monroe's Modest, author of Refocus 21, a 21-day fasting journal. Join her weekly for inspiration to propel you into your God-ordained destiny. Need additional resources? Go to www.refocus21.com.